the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Everything is politics. Used to drive me nuts when I would meet relatively intelligent people. You say, I don't pay attention to politics. Doesn't mean anything to me. Well, you're willfully ignorant. These bureaucrats are working in dark corners to subvert the principles of Americanism. It's that simple. It's why you now are a subject to the whims of the most corrupt, incompetent political whores among us. It's due to our own ignorance, and it's why you always need to pay attention to an industry, and that's what government is in this country, an industry that profits from its own failures and its own corruption. The reason you rail against debt, spending, misappropriation, corruption, and incompetence is because those equal their strength, and by they I mean government. The worse they are at things, the more money and power they get. It's really quite that simple. So when you see Republicans and Democrats rally around accumulation of debt, there is a reason for it, and it's been quite simple. That equals future taxation. They now can justify taxing you into poverty. There are many ways to do so. Inflation is one of them. I, I understand as I watch Dan and Amy in the morning, because I never I never miss them. When I'm home, I have my coffee. I put it on on YouTube in my three-season room when I'm sitting in Illinois, unfortunately. And I watch the comments and the idiots that, that tune in and say, when's the economy collapsing? Well, we've got all kinds of inflation that these idiots are too stupid to understand is a tax. It is directly due to policy, and it destroys wealth. Even of the people that are Democrats, it destroys your wealth, too. But there's something that um, under the COVID fascism, under the rise of the Fourth Reich, we call Democrats in America. There's something I find astonishing, and that is just how ignorant most people are to what is happening to you. Whether you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, whatever it is, there's something that's been happening in this country. And that is the balkanization of classes. We're not supposed to be a class structure, and we really technically are not. However... Through regulation and manipulation and confiscatory taxation, we unfortunately are. There's a futile system in this country. If you're not really good at making money, you're just going to be one of the pigeons that spins the wheel. You're going to always run on that hamster wheel. You're not going to get anywhere. Because in America, we are comfortable having the government tax or spend and then tax you into you're keeping 30% of your money, you're keeping 20% of your money, whatever the case is, and for some reason we can't wrap our heads around all the different ways they tax us. This government in particular, this Marxist regime that pretends to be American Democrats, has picked its favorite citizens, and if you have a job and you're not on government cheese, it ain't you. So there's a study that was out today. I made the mistake of reading the Wall Street Journal today. I should have never done it. Because it's all I want to talk about. You want to talk about this flaccid, feeble fascist embarrassing himself and the country in, in foreign lands? I guess you're going to have to turn the channel. We've already established he should be impeached. The 25th Amendment should be invoked. And this moron should be stripped from office unquestionably. But aside from him, there's about 7 million bureaucrats that are working in the shadows to make sure you as a working man who believes in republicanism, the big R republicanism, and a representative republic, and this idea of property rights, you are the enemy. 21 states and the District of Columbia, households can receive a wage equivalent to $25 an hour in benefits with no one working. In 19 states, benefits are the equivalent of 100000 a year in salary for a family of four 
with two unemployed parents. In all but two of the blue states, the 300 supplemental unemployment insurance benefit plus other welfare can pay more than the equivalent of $15 a minimum, minimum wage, excuse me, in the blue states um, that haven't suppressed. You can have a family of four with two unemployed parents that receive more than $72,000 a year in government cheese. Meanwhile, the median household income of people working, two parents working with two kids is 68000 So it's official, ladies and gentlemen. You now can make more being on the nipple than if you are not. To get Americans back to work, Congress and President Biden should immediately suspend all of this kind of nonsense. But they will not because what they would rather do is tax you at the time of death. Now, we're going to argue about taxes and who should pay more and people should be restricted and billionaires tax. And that's going to be the way they march in Biden's new death tax. This is a new death tax right off President Feeble. Now, here's the thing about inheritance. To me, it is the most immoral of all taxation. Any of us who are parents, any of us who want to build some sort of family legacy, understand that the reason people go to work after they can support themselves is because they're doing it for their heirs, for their children, and for the benefit of their family. Their family. And that was something that an inheritance is wealth that's accumulated after you navigate all these taxations, all the inflation, all of it. Now, what's the most common way that Americans tend to build wealth? And that's through real estate. Real estate has always been a way that the average person transfers a bulk of wealth to his child or children. It is the one thing he works his fingers to the bone to make sure if he should die, his wife never has to worry about rent. It is the goal and has been the goal of Americans for generations since the beginning of America. So it has always been exempt from inheritance tax. So they move the, the, the inheritance tax around to where the bulk of Americans feel comfortable. Four million, eleven million when a, when a Republicans in, four million when a Democrats in. But under the Biden's new plan, only the first two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of homes owned by people who are deceased will be considered tax exempt. Everything above that will face an unrealized gains tax, which means you don't have to sell that house. You could leave it to your children, you're gonna pay taxes on the value of it. Minus 250 at the time of death. Now, what we're really arguing is, what is that tax going to be? Joe Biden originally went after 40.8% of that home value. 40.8%. Now, here's the thing I tell people. Most people don't understand when they talk about mortgages and they talk about rates. When you take a 30-year mortgage out, you pay three times if you don't make an extra payment. You borrow $100,000, you don't make an extra payment, you work your fingers to the bone, you make your mortgage payments, you do what you're supposed to do. By the time you're done, you have paid $300,000. That's the amortization table on a 30-year loan. The government wants to tax you on any gains that you've made based on 250. So they're openly double taxing you on the 50, then they're going to tax your heirs on whatever equity that property should make, should it happen to be outside of a blue state because they don't really make any extra money. I think this is despicable. I think it is disgusting. I think it is exactly why Democrats in particular love to waste money and accumulate debt. The rich people, by the way, you know how they hold their real estate? They hold it in LLCs. That's how they hold their real estate. So this isn't going to affect rich people. Most rich people have accountants and lawyers. Most rich people understand that in order to have any kind of wealth, you must navigate a tax system that is set up to steal upwards of 50% of the money you earn. You didn't get your money like Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. See, this is the other thing. When you're a politician, you don't really worry about your kids because when they're 21-year-old drug addicts, scumbags who like to impregnate their brother's widow. You sit on the boards of companies. That's the greatest scam in the world, the board. Sit on the board. Government is leveraging its power. The most corrupt politicians are profiting, and they will all be exempt from this taxation. Joe and Jill Biden, by the way, only a politician, 1982, buys the DuPont mansion. That should have been a red flag. How's a two-bit senator buy a DuPont mansion in 1982? 
That's just one of the gems in his real estate holdings. They don't hold it to be taxable. So as they pass these laws that affect you, you out there right now who's on your way to your second job, who stresses every month and who wants nothing for nothing, you're not looking for this government welfare cheese that keeps 9.2 million people on their fat asses. You're not interested in it. You want to just earn your way to the American dream. You are the target of the American Marxist pretending to be a Democrat. Let's stop calling them Democrats. There are no Democrats. Those are now called Republicans. These are communists. So this is El Demento, because I think every fascist lowlife that's trying to steal a country through regulation and taxation should be called like El Doce in my favorite fascistic country that gave away its liberty and freedom, Italy. So we've got El Demento in charge now. And El Demento and his Ray-Bans are man's. They're on the cover of People magazine. From what I understand, 52% of these morons that are calling themselves Americans the whole time being communist think he's doing a swell job. Those are the idiots that are going to lose their money. We're going to lose it too. We're just going to do it with the knowledge of exactly what's happening. As the most, the greatest threat to America unfortunately, is not a foreign nation. It is a foreign philosophy of Marxism and communism that is represented in the American Democrat Party. So I'm just curious, is this, is this, is this okay with you? Is this okay with you? Or do you think that the Republicans, who we now know are targeted every time a Democrat is in office, I think they're targeted when Democrats aren't in office. Who makes up these bureaucratic? Who are these bureaucrats? Who are the, the employees of the government? Are they conservatives? Are they Republicans? Are they people who believe in the principles of property rights? Or do they understand that the only way they even get paid is by the money they take from you? There is no... There is, the government has now engulfed the private economy. It cannot exist. We are bankrupt. It's why we have these scams go on. It's why we have the biggest Wall Street bankers, the biggest hedge funds. They're underwritten by the poorest people and the people who will never own stock. It's why we have a, a, a one hedge fund, BlackRock, $9 trillion of public money. And they're going out and, and influencing these tax laws because it's in their best interest, interest to have these high taxes. Because they're never going to pay it. They don't hold their money in the names of the people who earn the money. They have tax shelters and shills. So the Pritzkers out there, the Bidens, it's not going to affect a one of them. It's going to affect you. And I'm curious, are you going to take it? Or are you going to get involved and call those morons in their cheap Brooks Brother off the rack suits? 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. We don't need no education. Pink Floyd, did you hear what he said to Zuckerberg? Oh, it's great. I got the clip, I think, somewhere here. We'll play that later. The Internal Revenue Code has never... Never taxed unrealized gains at death. The estate tax has always been a tax on the net assets of the taxpayer. Taxing unrealized appreciation should be challenged at the highest court. Unfortunately, our government has identified the enemy, and it is you. I'm sorry, that's exactly what you have to understand here. This is how you seize all property rights from people. Do you realize how how many people work their whole lives for that asset? Try to keep their neighborhood good in hopes that they could pass that down. I think this is an atrocity and an assault on 90% of Americans who are not investment bankers, who do not have teams of accountants, who just want to do the right thing. In the meantime, how you subvert a nation is you corrupt up to 50%, 51% who sit at home and make $4,000 a year more on average Then the two people that go to work, this is a plot. Joe Biden is just the newest Marxist. This is in the dark corners of the nation, and this should be combated with our knowledge of it. I mean, unless, of course, is there baseball today? I can't tell. Guys in costumes chasing the ball around? You're rooting for guys who are scratching their cup? Is that what we're doing today? I'm sorry. Pay attention. This is bigger than big. Dave in Downers Grove. Yeah, sure. I was like, you know, I heard parts of your opening trying to call you, but you know, you're wrong that the Democrats are for the um, welfare. 
They're not even for those people. They're not for anybody. They're just evil. Do you know what? Do you know what shows you? You're a hundred percent right, Dave. You're a hundred and ten percent right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupt you. Okay. <laughs> because you know, I what I do is try to help people, but their policies are driving oil up to seventy-two bucks a barrel right now, which is affects everything in their lives. Everything. Everything in their lives. You're Transportation, right. gas, and they don't realize that. And and so you can give all these poor people the money, but they're taking it away. Whatever. Oh, we lost you. I'm sorry, Dave. I don't know what happened there. We lost you. But you're you're 100 percent right. And to and to prove Dave's point further, the neighborhoods that are occupied by the people that government pretends to help the worst are mostly represented. In areas that the Democrats reside over and the ghettos that they build. Our community activists rallying tonight to try and slow the violence across the city. This past weekend, at least 45 people shot, including a mass shooting in Chatham. WGN's Jenna Barnes is live with more on that. Jenna. Yeah, Micah and Lourdes, police are asking the community to hold them accountable and to partner with them to make neighborhoods safer, especially after that mass shooting in Chatham over the weekend. The police superintendent and the mayor just a couple of hours ago were back out at 75th Street in South Prairie tonight, right where that shooting happened. Now, these are the neighborhoods that the government helps the most, that the government invests in the most. This is the chaos that goes on. And then the mayor of Chicago goes out in her little white suit. And I kept hoping she'd point up and say, they're playing, boss, they're playing. But she never did. In the meantime, she went out in her little white suit, little white man suit, and did a photo op. And what happens in those neighborhoods just hours after the mayor leaves? Well, good morning. Police have pushed us back uh, several blocks from where the shooting actually took place. If you look here behind me, you can see there is a big group of police officers and detectives uh, about a block and a half up here in the 6200 block of South Morgan. That's where this shooting took place. We uh, do understand that there are multiple fatalities as well as multiple people shot. Just a normal day. That's hours after the mayor said, please stop. Please, please stop. I understand that this is the neighborhood our policies created. I understand these are the ghettos that we've built. And by the way, those homes in those neighborhoods, they're not going to have to worry about this $250,000 and above. So those people just understand they have to hate the other people because they need that money to keep their their funding of the ghettos that they pretend are our successes in American politics, known as Democrat hub, big cities and ghettos. This is happening all across the country. So when the government tells you we're here to help, be a little nervous. Tony in Portage, Indiana. Hey, Sean, I agree with what you're saying, but I don't think you go far enough. What about Mitch McConnell? What about Lindsey Graham? What are they doing? Well, here's what you got to remember, Tony. Tony, I hear hear you, brother, but here's what you got to remember. The Democrats have the the, the House. They have the Senate when when you factor in Kamala Harris. They have the presidency. So what are they doing? This is not a policy that Republicans put forward. But wait a minute. Joe Biden said that Lindsey Graham is his friend, and he stabbed the back of the Democratic candidate last time to get him elected. What about the McCain family? What dribblings are they well, getting that's, from I, I said their to, friends? I, that's why I said in the beginning, right? I said Republicans and Democrats agree that their misappropriation, their spending, and their debt equals their strength, right? So I said Republicans and Democrats. So if you're looking for a side that's on your side or on the American side or on property side, we don't have a side, brother. And I'm not going to ever come on and tell you we have a side. But what we have is is each other. And when when we have this knowledge, then you form these groups that have these lawyers that the Wall Street lawyers are. Right. Because these lawyers and these political scumbags and political pimps and whores, they don't pay this. Joe Biden has over 19 million dollars in assets in real estate holding when you factor in his moron kid. They're not going to pay this tax. Who will pay this tax is your mother and father out there who bought their house some years ago and it just happened to be in an up and coming neighborhood called Oak Brook. You're going to pay those taxes or Elmhurst or one of these neighborhoods that isn't completely and totally under Democrat rule. That's who will pay it. So that's why you need to pay attention. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. (laughs) I love it. 
To put a face on this and to understand this, New York had a massive, massive property growth. There was a time when Democrats ran the city like they do now. It was a sewer. Manhattan was a sewer. You couldn't give the property away. Drug addicts in every door. You know, kind of like the future. And um, back then, there was a woman who bought a house for $250,000 in 1973, which was big money in 1973 in Manhattan. Same house. Raised their kids. Kids went off. Same house would be worth $2.5 million today. Under Biden's proposed taxes, those kids will receive $1.25 million. A million dollars of profit in that house will go to the federal government under Biden's new tax plan. Fair? She, after all, she, was, she raised kids in Manhattan. Sure, she bought it in a ghetto. Sure, she worked, what, 30, maybe 50 years, pay it off. And uh, after all, she's rich now. She doesn't have the same lawyers that Joe Biden does. You know how he um, made $13 million on his phony speaking tour, also known as bribery bagman, as I call it. Um, he diverts $10 million into a, a uh, S-Corp so he doesn't have to pay the Obamacare taxes, which is my favorite. Now, a lot of people say, oh, Sean, you, 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 this affects you. No, it doesn't. This doesn't affect me. Not at all. Because I'll burn that son of a gun down before I let him take, take 40%. Believe me, even old, I'm going to be very, very upset. Um, but the reality is, I'll figure out how to hold the property in the same way these scum politicians do. That's what I'll do. That's how I've always done it. How does Pritzker hold property? That's how I hold property. I don't just treat myself like a Pritzker spouse, 130 pounds less on average that I am. I understand how these brains work, these corrupt mafia brains, and that's what it is. Biden administration asks Americans to report potentially radicalized friends and family. By the way, that's me on this. I'm reporting myself, tune on uh, daily, 5 to 7, to hear me talk about how anti-fascist, how anti-Marxist, how anti-communist I am. And I will be, and you could throw me in the gulag. I don't care, because I will not watch my country dive into the Soviet Union. President Joe Biden administration announced their plans to create ways for Americans, just like Fidel Castro, to report radicalized friends and family to the government in an effort to fight domestic terrorism. In a conversation with reporters, one senior administration official explained the importance of stopping potential violence before it starts. We will work to improve awareness of federal resources to address concerning threats, behavior, before the violence occurs. Well, thought crimes. How dare you wish for freedom? How dare you think you have property rights? How dare you want to go out of your house without your vaccine and your mask? How dare you, you arrogant, pathetic American? The official cited the Department of Homeland Security. If you see something, say something. Here, I'd like to turn myself in. I'm never going to be your slave. Never, ever, ever. Because I'm born in America. And I'm free. My body is my property. My property is my property. You are not my ruler. You are a political whore with a sexually frustrated wife. That's all you are. All right, sorry. Let's go to the phone lines. And after I turn myself in, we might as well go to Drago, Lakeshore Drive. Hello? Hi, Drago. Hi, Sean. How you doing? I'm a little angry. Listen, there are some bad times ahead of us. And to be honest, I am really looking forward to it because all these morons that voted for him, when they find out they're not going to be able to put a gallon of gas in their car. I just gassed up yesterday at Michigan and Randall. And, oh, uh, how much was that? How much was that? Four Michigan and Roosevelt. Premium, $4.84. Wow. Wow. All the morons that voted for him in the next month or two, and they're not going to be able to put a, a gallon of gas in their freaking cars. Yeah. When they're not going to be able to put a food on the table, then it's going to hit them that they really. So, Drago, for that I agree with you. I agree with you. But you know what fries me about this particular increase in property, in land, in, in real estate? is that the trust fund babies, the self-loathing communist trust fund babies in Oak Park with their wives with their big feet and their unpainted toenail polish or, or toenails, they get their properties in trust. So it's run like a corporation. So their property, those trust funds and those trust fund babies, they will be exempt for like Bill Ayers. He's exempt from all this. This is only about the people like you who came here with nothing. 
and want to leave something to your kids. This is only going to hurt the people. Like add, and you need to add another thing. Yeah. Couldn't speak a word of English, okay? Yeah. And in three and a half years, I got my degree in architectural engineering. Well, I, I could not speak the language. So I am impressed to know you. years ago. I'm impressed to know you. And by the way, in the future, you may want to go back to your native tongue. Because what we're talking about, freedom, American, Americanism, capitalism, and property rights, under the new Biden administration, they want your neighbors and your family to turn you in for being a radical. So, uh, Drago, welcome that's back. That's the country where I come from. Yeah, welcome back. Thanks for calling, Drago. You know I love it. All right, let's go to the lines. Craig in Old Town. Listen, Sean, it's very simple, and I know you know it, but it's very simple, and that's the most maddening part. The people of this city and this country have a choice. They've always had a choice. The people of this city and this country can continue to lie to themselves, be naive, obtuse. They can continue to bury their heads deep into the shifting sands of time and pretend they can neither hear nor see nor speak about what they've allowed themselves to become. Or they can choose to be the proud and provident America it once was and build a monument to themselves, even if only to remind nothing but those sands that they were there. I like it. Very much. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I cut you off. Very Montesquieu. No, you're all right. I like it, Craig. And I, you know, listen, I hope they listen to you. But here's the thing. There are 26 states in this country right now, 26 states that are fighting um, Biden and the Fourth Reich vehemently hard. So there is hope. The problem is if you, you're like me today and, and most of our listeners, most of the time, if you're an Illinoisan, you're going to go down fastest and hardest and you will not only not have protection of law, Law will be the weapon used against you, and it will be created by the American Marxists. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. Neil in LaGrange. Hey, how are you, Sean? I'm a little angry. I never wanted to be a Soviet. Uh, Yeah, I mean, me too. Listen, whatever happened to that house that Pritzker bought on, like, North Astor, where, you know, property taxes should have been north of 200, but he yanked all the toilets out, and said it was inhabitable or something like that. Yeah, he got away with and, it. And, uh, yeah. you know, Joe Berrios uh, taxed him like at 15000 How about Gutierrez? Like that. I mean, you want to, I mean, listen, that's offensive, but that's Pritzker that's right. and, you know, and his team. Happened. That's fraud in my book. Louis Gutierrez actually didn't pay property taxes on investments. You're kidding. No, look up Louis Gutierrez in the scandal with property taxes. And in the meantime, he's in Puerto Rico right now, cashing in in his seaside estate like he was Obama. The good news is he's not going to have big resale value, not just because Puerto Rico is bankrupt and run by Democrats, but in his houses, he has to have those countertops lowered so that only Lori Lightfoot could buy the house from him. (laughs) So that's that's how you got to look at it, Neil. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. I got one more time. What'd you say? I, no. All right. Listen, if you're on the line, stay on the line. I'll take you when I get back. 312-642-5600. I was always fascinated. This is a good song. Love this song. I remember my, when I lived with my grandmother, my aunts were there. They used to have this stuff on. All that. I you, I love this music. Um, I always would wonder how, how fascism takes over a country. And, and now you understand that you put half of the country on on welfare, then they are sworn loyalists to tyranny and sworn loyalists to the government. After all, you can't argue for property rights if you are getting your sustenance from government and the money they're taking from other people. So you're now pro-fascism. But I, I never thought it would happen in America in my lifetime. I thought it had a potential of happening because of the debt. I always knew even as a young kid that that's future taxation. Biden releases a new, this is a, another article, by the way, not the same one. Biden releases new domestic terrorism strategy that names white supremacists and anti-government activists as biggest threats. Which means, if you're doing what I'm doing right now, I am technically an anti-government activist. Because I think that this feeble, fascist, political whore, lowlife that he is, and these policies he's implementing are against American principles. And I am openly an activist against the Joe Biden Marxism. I identified long ago the Democrats are, yes, a political mafia. And the nice thing about being here in Chicago is that everybody knew it. You just got comfortable with it. But the problem with the political mafia is that its thirst for wealth and power is insatiable. So now they've become true believers and fellow travelers. Now they are down the prairie path to full-blown Marxism, and they don't even care if the guy in charge has a diaper on. They have no standards. None. 
They just want absolute and total control. Vince in Crystal Lake. Hey, the LLCs aren't going to matter much. Globalists against uh, nationalists is not Republican or Democrat. It's their their end game is uh, global communism. So everybody losing the end. You know, Vince, when you think about what you're saying and you step back for just a moment and you realize this last year and a half, you realize it's hard to argue with your point. It's virtually impossible to argue with your point. When you watch these 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 economic illiterates promote economic communism in the name of Marxism, in the name of utopia, called the G7 or the G20 or the whatever it is, whatever bureaucracy they're going to hide behind, you realize you're exactly onto something. The problem I have is I still am optimistic enough to think we can win. However, I'm losing the optimism, Vince, so... I hope we win in the end. Uh, I think we. I think we, if they win, we're we're all in a lot of trouble. I've never been more afraid for our freedoms in our my life. Yeah. Well, Vince, I'll get to know you very well in the camp. I appreciate it. Look forward to meeting you. All right, let's go to Keith in Crown Point, Indiana. Hey, Sean Thompson, you rock. Oh, thank you, Keith. And, nice uh, voice. That's a good voice you got there, kid. That's like really a good voice. You should be spinning records. But go ahead. That's how old I am. They don't have records anymore. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> no, but I know what they are, so <laughs> that shows you how old I am. Hey, um, uh, it's hard to sit on hold with you because you keep my mind stimulated. And uh, But I'll get to my point. And by the way, you got a nice picture on the website. Too. Thank you. Thank you very much. So you're welcome. Hey, um, here's my point. Going back to the unrealized um, appreciation, that is thievery under a under the residents of that community's nose. I mean, they're taking it from you because they can't stand to live within their own means. And the only way, as you, you know, being in real estate yourself, the only way an American can afford to pay that uptick in taxes is to either go to their employer and ask for a, an increase in pay, um, go to their neighbor or family member and ask for some money, or ultimately take from some other part of their budget, which means somebody's going to get the the short end of the stick. Keith, do you know the most disgusting part? Thank you for the phone call. The most disgusting part is there's ambiguity in this law. It doesn't matter if it's leveraged. So if your old man takes out a home equity line and that money is owed on that property, too bad. You're paying on the value of the unrealized asset. That's why the word unrealized is extremely important in this law, which means that you could have to pay a percentage of a property you do not have equity in but simply because of its value. That, that is thievery. Susan, I got 25 seconds. Um, is this, is, Sean, I wanted to ask you if I should be scared because I have a nice big poster that I made in my front lawn that says woke is a joke. Uh-huh. And I already had a couple of masked neighbors come and tell me we couldn't have it. And my husband told them that, you know, if they wish to pay for the, the the mortgage and the taxes, they could tell us what to do. Good for your husband. And they took their mask and went home. Good for and your I also husband. Have a, <laughs> I, always have a, I also have a big sign on the front door that says, we still love Trump. Oh, I so, love <laughs> Years and years ago, I used to live in another neighborhood. And I, I put a sign. This is This is a million years ago. When um, I can't remember who ran against Clinton, whoever it was, I put the sign, the guys would take it out. I put the sign, the guys would take it out. I cut, I spent a lot of time. My mother said, are you out of your mind? I put little razor blades all along the bottom. So at least when they grabbed it to rip it out, they cut the hell out of their hands. That's how I got even Susan, just a little tidbit, but I'm a survivor, baby. And I am not going to go quietly into communism or Marxism or whatever this dimwit in diapers and his party are calling it. It's fascism. It is the fourth Reich. And I will fight it until I die. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little... 
where I feel for the last year and change, not much that's happened has been what I would call constitutional. However, I like to bring on experts. I like to bring on experts from the Cato Institute to discuss that. So I was lucky enough to get Walter Olson, Senior Fellow at the Cato Institute's Robert A. Levy Center for Constitutional Studies, to help me. Walter, I want to thank you so much for joining me. I know how busy you are. Oh, thank you, Sean. So I, um, I've had a hard time with this whole thing. I really have. I understand the intention. But then again, I think all fascism, and to a certain extent, always has an intention that sounds noble. I see what's been happening to, to you know, I'm a businessman. I don't have a trust fund. So when they shut down businesses, I was affected. I was lucky enough to be able to afford it to a certain extent. However, it forever destroys you and the idea that you own things when you really kind of don't. There are, I'm watching arguments now about the vaccine. I also have a problem with something that I am not entitled to have my opinion on. This is my body. I believe that the beauty of America is that that's under the purview of property. What exactly am I missing here? Am I just wrong? Um, well, I'm not sure yet which vaccine issue we're talking about. Should the government force everyone to get a vaccine? That yes. would be one yes. thing, but it's, but it's not being proposed anywhere. Um, should uh, the baseball stadium uh, be allowed to say, if you want to sit in crowded seating, uh, you've got to have a different question and not necessarily a constitution because the constitution doesn't bind private businesses. I'm, I'm more interested in businesses that are requiring vaccines in the idea of vaccine passports, and then there was the tweet that's in an article from the Cato Institute where a girl is mistakenly hiding behind HIPAA, and I understand that. But President Biden's retort, or at least his Twitter account's retort, um, this Hobson's choice, the rule is now simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. That well, drove me crazy. Yeah, I mean, that... <clears throat> That was something that could drive people crazy. But again, I wouldn't turn to him to to, no. to learn all that much of anything because that's uh, it. Was, you know, he was rightly criticized for saying that. Uh, but you know, again, you turn back to the real world cases. Uh, you know, cruise ship wants to take off. They've got lots of customers who want a vaccinated only cruise, and surveys show there's a lot of people who want to sign up for formerly dangerous things. Uh, to assurance, does association does that business have freedom of contract or not that's why i stick up for the liberty of business to make its own decision um you know ask for a vaccine uh card or not uh you know different businesses should do it different ways and i i love that because i feel that way i'm i'm a property rights guy if a business makes the decision for whatever reason that you need a vaccination to come there as a customer or be employed there I agree with the property rights, even though I disagree with the 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 reason. The same goes for the non business, business, the non vaccinated section of society. Are we as a society losing sight of exactly what property rights are and what businesses are in general? Well, yeah, we have been losing sight of that for a long, long time. And, of course, it didn't just start uh, this last couple of years. Uh, you have a lot of people who view uh you know, every business is a public utility, and I'm not just talking about the gas company or the electric company. You know, if you 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 know have a cake bakery or something, they uh, you know they they have um, convinced themselves that you are a common carrier and and you know have to serve all all comers whether or not you want to participate in their um, uh, their birthday party. And as a libertarian, I, you know, I've been kind of uh, trying to blow the whistle against this for I can't imagine how many decades, because that would reveal. My age, but um, but we need to stick up for the principle though, because there are people out there, and you know, especially you know where where you're broadcasting from, there are people out there who are just kind of systematically against economic liberty, and they will see they see as inconsistency and say, okay, so you weren't arguing in principle after all. We get to do anything we want because you've just agreed that businesses don't have any actual natural rights of, of freedom, and uh, you know. 
heaven help us if if we wind up in that situation where uh, there is some sort of consensus across uh, the lines that businesses uh, are just the you know the tools of social policy and social engineering, and we can tell them uh, you know the, so whatever a majority decides, the businesses then have to you know drop their business plan and 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 you know do do it uh, with whatever uh, is 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 the current uh, opinions. You know, I have come back to the fact that um, a society with business freedom is a society with real diversity, in which you've got a lot of really different kind of options. You know, you've got an option of a uh, place that where they, you know, will not let you swear on premises, and you've got places where they'll make you feel if you don't swear on premises. And uh, you know, and and in a way, you know, people sort themselves out. Uh, freedom for the business that wants on a very conservative ship and also the freedom for people who want to do it the hippie way or whatever you want to call it. Um, that, and that's part of the, the beauty of America is that it's set up so that people can have, uh, at least it's set up when it, when it worked well and before modern big government so that people could form their own subcultures, including subcultures are, you know, much less pro-vaccination than I am. You know, I happen to be someone who's, you know, generally quite uh, supportive of vaccination, but I respect that there are very differently. And I love about America that it tries to carve out um, freedom for people to find others who think like them and have, you know, organizing a gym or whether it's organizing uh, a um, uh, restaurant, uh, they don't all have to be alike. And I have a question for you on a, on a, on a personal or your personal opinion on something. I felt yeah. that this, this, the reaction to COVID was capitalized on by the people who had the most devious intentions in, in politics. The reaction to what? I'm sorry, I missed that. The reaction to, to COVID itself and to the virus oh, okay, and, to yeah, the, yeah. and to the forced house imprisonment, imprisonment and shutdown of businesses. This was a big contention with me. To me, I wanted, as a business owner, if you decide to shut down, go ahead. But if I decide to stay open, you know, that's a risk that I'm willing to take. And I'm a man and it's my choice of my life and my well-being. And if no one comes in my store, then no one comes in my store. And the reason I wanted to stay open is because I would not commingle or be forced to take government loans or government handouts. Now that this has all gone by the wayside and so many private entities receive that public money, do they still have the right, the ones that took the money, to not be under the control of the government? After all, they took certain benefits they would not have gotten otherwise. Yeah, it's a fateful decision, and a lot of them felt that they had the time, but wherever it turns out, we don't want uh, to set up some principle that they have to um, just comply uncomplainingly with everything the government dishes out after that. We want to get back to a system in which people stand on their own two feet, not a system in which, you know, once we got you in the trap, you never get out. And, you know, I always uh, tell people, you know, a lot of people have taken, you know, maybe it was a free college education from the taxpayer, or maybe it was being on food stamps when you were younger or whatever, don't let that, uh, you know, uh, lure you into the feeling that you can't criticize or you can't stand up for greater independence for everyone. Uh, you know, it reminds me of the bank situation back when they, uh, remember in the crash around 20, yes. uh, 2008, I just thought one of the worst things that happened then was that they forced bailouts on banks that didn't need it. Exactly. And they said, well, that's better for morale because that way no one knows what the bad banks are. Well, you know, so here you've got a bank where you've been doing everything <laughs> Right, and you bail out, and they literally forced them to, to take bailouts um, so that they could, uh, you know, wave around their principles. Everyone had to participate, and uh, it's shocking. And I, I think you're right in identifying the danger there. But I, you know, let's pull back off the precipice rather than get, you know, taking any risk of falling into that chasm. And you know, Walter, that's when I watched capitalism break. I watched the rules be bastardized. I heard the president at the time say, "I had to break." the rules of capitalism in order to save capitalism. And it was at that point I said, there are no good guys in the race. It is a stone lie. And my fear was that it would happen again. Well, now COVID happens. And so when they offered those small loans to everybody from hairdressers to all the way up to, to Walmart, I thought at that moment, you had, not only do you have people taking money, they have no idea 
what the recourse is. They were literally taking loans. They didn't understand what the payment was. But it also was the invitation of Dracula into your house. And now you've got a, you now you've got a situation where if the government deems a new wave to shut you down again, they're going to tell you, sit down and shut up. We'll just give you more money. And that's how you destroy not only private property rights, but the value of of, of so many things, including let, the let fundamental principle. More optimistic because uh, it, it's my nature. If you look back at American history, you see uh, we got pretty close to the precipice uh, several different times. You know, the the uh, National Recovery Administration under uh, Roosevelt people got into all these weird records schemes where government was dictating everything the business could do, or go back to uh, the uh, running of the economy in which the government was taking over various businesses and, and issuing uh, you know, requisition orders, and economic freedom was just within. You know, then every time some people came back and said, okay, you got away with it during an emergency, you're not going to get away with it once the emergency is over. And you think this could happen again? from the Supreme Court case, they fought back against things like it. And after every war, uh, you had people come in, uh, whether it be uh, you know, Harding and Coolidge after World War I, or uh, the Republicans uh, and, and Eisenhower after World War II, and they said, we're not going to accept that as some sort of new normal. We are going to go back to the values uh, that we remember of freedom before the emergency that you got us into. Well, I hope you're right, and I, I like the fact that you pointed out to some optimism, uh, optimism that where government, in fact, has given back to a certain extent the power that it usurped. I'm hoping that Not without in, a fight. Well, but, good. But, but, but that, you know, people, the right people fight, and they did get back. Those still on Well, that's why I log on to the Cato Institute at Cato.org. Walter Olson, I so appreciate you making time. I know how busy you are. I know you've got a lot of things going on today. Thank you so much for coming on. And please come on in a few months to update me, and then you could tell me (laughs) if I was right or you were right, and I owe you lunch at Portillo's. Fair enough? (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Walter Olson, Senior Fellow at the Cato Institute. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Clap your hands, everybody, if you've got what it takes. I'm Curtis Blow, and I want you to know that these are the boys. Musical genius, Curtis Blow. No question about it. Has so many Americans been lured into this government-centric collectivism? Poll 56% approve of Biden's handling of foreign affairs as he joins the world. Are you, are you nuts? Are you not looking at the same thing I'm looking at? Are the differences irreconcilable? I believe they are. And I understand why they are. First segment of the show. You have 50% of, of Americans, in, in fact, after COVID, those numbers are going to be higher. They haven't done them again. More than 50% are receiving different benefits of one, one form or another. How many of you knew that in 19 states, benefits are the equivalent of $100,000 a year? $100,000 a year. I mean, I, I, I work with kids that are, are wonderful, that work very hard. Are they not tempted to take this 100000 a year to sit at home and develop a palate for Pritzker-like food and get one of those big bellies that they, they, they find so attractive among spouses? Is it not tempting to be lured into the American version of Sovietism or communism? I think you could argue that it is. You really can. When you listen to this speech, when you see around you that 56% of Americans look at this fool, this fool, Joe Biden, and say, all right, he's not doing terrible. When to me, I think he should be put in a home. And I'm dead serious. I think, he, I think he's unfit to rule. I'm more excited about the numerous states that are mounting a fight of what I believe is the American uh, Marxist Party calling themselves Democrats and the, and the Biden fascism of the Fourth Reich. Joe Biden wanted to comment on the GOP. And I'll tell you what. I'm wondering if he has the description correct. Of the GOP, and I want to know what you think. 312-642-5600. You know, I don't want to get into the, the statistics because, you know, that old phrase of the Israelis, there's three kinds of lies, lies, damn lies, and statistics. By the way, I want you to remember that when they start giving you statistics of their phony green energy, which has been wrong for 70 years. We're going to take a day this week. I think it's going to be this week. And I am going to bring back clips of John Coleman, and we are going to dissect this eco-Nazism on another day. But... I think it's appropriate to say that um, 
the Republican Party is vastly diminished in numbers. The leadership of the Republican Party is fractured. And the Trump wing of the party is the bulk of the party, but it makes up a significant minority of the American people. Now, that's where I think he's wrong. I do think he's right when he says the leadership is fractured. I absolutely think he's right. When, it, when he says the Republican Party is diminished, I know that I wouldn't vote for any Republican put up. I know that many of the 74 million people who were robbed in November wouldn't vote for just any Republican. But is, is, is our choices going to be the, the socialism of the Republicans, the corrupt corporatism of the Republicans versus the heavy handed Marxism of the uh, American Marxists calling themselves Democrats? So have they have they successfully subverted the political climate to where there is no winning for people like myself, even those those libertarians that I will argue to for a certain uh, I mean, for many, many reasons, most of all, because I think they're clueless or the fact of the matter is, have we been set on this path of destruction? And as you look at the choices and the fight being put up against Bidenomics, against American Marxism called Democrat policies. It's hard to criticize him on that one comment. I think he has his finger on the pulse. Now, the other the other side of that coin is so many of the willful ignorant who voted for this idiot have no idea what they did and don't really care that they voted against themselves. I see it all the time as people say, when's the economy going to collapse as they point to a Dow Jones that the vast majority of them have no real interest in because they're willing. They're willing to watch their fellow man be stripped away of his assets knowing the futility of trying to earn them himself. They hate themselves. They hate the economy. They hate capitalism so much. They simply want it to be over. Have we been successfully overthrown? This is the question. Chip, St. Charles. John, do you think that as more people realize that BLM was just a scam to make a few people rich, that the numbers, the popularity of that is 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 going to go away. And do you, and do you think that Joe Biden takes the MAGA voter for granted? Because I, I don't, I don't see president. Uh, I don't see president Trump's uh, popularity decreasing at all. I think that they are confident in the, in the successful destruction of our voting system. I think that as I log on to YouTube, you know how I get ready for the show a lot of times? I read everything I can, number one. But I I really primarily go to YouTube and I grab clips, news clips from all around the world. And every time I do that, every time I click on it, the the, uh, um, chubby woman from Georgia is on there talking about how the Republicans are, are suppressing the vote. And, and that's what they're calling voter ID laws. That's what they're calling calling um, voter security as as sub, suppressing the vote. So do I think that enough people are, are superficial enough to believe that chubby woman on YouTube and that mantra by the Marxists? The answer is yes, I do. I believe the American people will sit idly by as there is no advancement in voter security, as there is as there, you know, Democrats and Cicero style voting will take place throughout the nation. I think it will be virtually impossible for a Republican of our kind to ever win the White House again. I think we have success. We've been subverted is what I think. What happens if the results from Arizona prove that there was um, enough voter fraud between Dominion and and the people counting the votes and everything else? It will be attacked. What happens to you? What happens to your buddy when he comes home and tells him he thinks your wife is fooling around with one of your friends? You attack the buddy who told you. It will be attacked. It will be destroyed. We will be put into a corner and ridiculed, just like we were that night when they when they illegitimately shut down the count for four hours. No one talks about it. To me, the results are irrelevant. The cheating is obvious, and the American people have moved on. They like to cheat. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. This is how we do it. The whole show is controversial under these new guidelines of the Fourth Reich. Anti-government activists, the biggest threat, the biggest threat to America. Really? Is it the biggest threat or is it that we have implemented every fascist policy that's been tried and failed over the last 170 years? I I, I say B. Joe in Munster, Indiana. Yeah, a couple comments. One is uh, the crises that we have at the border, the 
the crisis that all the rest of them that we hear about, the Democrats want that. That's what they want. We need to make them own it. They want it because they want to extend the Rahm Emanuel playbook of taking advantage of it. They're taking advantage of these crises. So, Joe, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you. But here's the other thing. When you say we want them to own it, the problem that we have is that historically, when socialists throughout the history of, of our country have implemented policies that have failed, do they ever own it? I mean, we could go to Social Security, but let's just go as recent as Obamacare. Obamacare, an unmitigated failure, Joe, unmitigated, and you know this. 42% yes. of doctors that were in practice said, I'm not practicing. I don't want anything to do with it. So they went out of business. Insurance premiums went up 400%. The quality of care diminished to a level that Americans were not used to. Yet do the Democrats own it, or do they still run on improving a system they broke? That's the only well, difference we I have with short, you. One vote short. We were just one vote short. Yeah, and we'll never get that close again. And may John McCain burn in hell, a war hero that he is, because of that vote. But the, the, the reality is, I, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost disgusted with pretending that we have an opportunity to remove a tyranny that's been thrown around our necks like a yoke. I don't think we do. I hope we do, Joe. But I, I don't disagree with anything you said except it. the fact that they wear it. They don't wear it. They profit from it. That's the only difference. But we, but we stop when we say there's a crisis. We don't. We stop there. We don't say that they and they created it and they want it. Yeah. Well, here's they the. Here's the good news, Joe. In this particular last crisis of the worst historic reaction to any emergency in the history of the world, called the COVID shutdown, even Marxists and Democrats and socialist sympathizers have um, kind of seen the light. I think we owe a great debt of gratitude to science. Science has in many ways helped ease uh, the suffering of this pandemic, uh, which was more than likely caused by science. This is John Stewart on the Stephen Colbert show. And if you haven't seen this clip, watch it because you will see the uncomfortable nature of not only because his sister is a politician, but of Colbert, how uncomfortable he is with watching a former Democrat Marxist sympathizer call out what is clearly obvious. And by the way, I think he may be a listener to my show. So, and that's kind of. Hold on a second. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. I'll, it's I'll, coffee. I wouldn't I'm, do that. I wouldn't do that to you. I'm so what, what do you? Takes, well, what, do you what, 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 what do you mean by? Do you mean like well, so perhaps a, there's, there's a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance? Well, but I, so, I, 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 oh I, if there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease. Is the same name as the lab. That's just that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they ask those scientists, they're like, "How did this?" So wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan Respiratory Coronavirus Lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, "A pangolin kissed a turtle." And you're like, "No, I you, you the wait, name wait. of your lab. Wait. If you look at the name, look at the name. Can I? Let me see your business card." Show me your business card. Oh, I work at the coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and then it sneezed into my chili and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on. Okay, wait, okay, wait, okay. Wait a second, wait a what about this? What about this? Listen to this. Wait a second. All right, John. Oh my God! Oh my God! There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean, or it's the chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. That could be. After it becomes so obvious that even those people who might have supported it, under the delusion of a phony utopia created and run by the most corrupt institution on the planet called government, 
after the people get sick of it, that's the way it's going to end. It's not going to end from those of us who recognized it very, very early on. The problem is we've been successfully subverted. These offices and these positions and bureaucrats of power are supporters of this kind of ideology. But when the people like John Stewart come out and say enough is enough, this is so obvious a lie that I will not tolerate your excuses anymore. That's how the Soviet Union collapsed. That's how communism collapses. Where doesn't it collapse? Is in very government-strong countries that continue to promote and propagandize the, the, the lie of a government-run utopia like Cuba, like Venezuela. Then those people who understand the corruption is too deep. I cannot change an ingrained communism, an ingrained Marxism. I have to leave. They luckily had a place to leave, too. Unfortunately, those of us who were here gave it away. Teresa on the north side. Hey, Sean. Uh, You know, like you uh, were saying at the top of the show, uh, what I found talking with and listening to people very little truly understand politics. And the one... uh, the ones who don't understand politics have no interest in it. And this is a big, big problem. They don't know what's going on around them. And that's how people just, could be so ignorant to vote for somebody yeah, so incompetent. Well, I was going to say that. Yeah. Total ignorance. Yeah. And that's how they voted for somebody so incompetent and so corrupted of a half a century. Joe Biden was born in 1942. Do you know how preposterous it is that I see these kids who think that this man, has their best interest in heart as if he just arrived in politics. The reason the American government is so indebted, so corrupt, and so inefficient is because Joe Biden and his positions for 50 years. He literally is the face of American government failure. That's why when they pretend that he is going to go to Vladimir Putin and there is going to be some sort of a showdown, they must be so illiterate as to not have read that the Moscow mayor paid his son three and a half million dollars. You think Joe's going to be mad at Putin? He's going to wrap his arms around him and say, when's the next briefcase coming? And the American Democrat is the greatest threat to America. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. Chrysler Cordoba with the crank sunroof. All right. I thought it was the coolest car in the world because of Ricardo Montalban. And this song, I used when this would come on the radio, I swear, I would crank it. I remember it like yesterday. Good song. Parents and business owners know that when you give somebody something, they not only don't appreciate it or have an understanding of the value of it, They're more apt to destroy it. That doesn't just mean cars for spoiled 16-year-olds. It means freedom for spoiled Americans. Who's going to be the first to recognize what this country, what the citizens and the spoiled punks that inherited freedom and liberty, capitalism and Americanism, gave away, are going to be those people that fled tyrannies to get here? to give their rights and power to government that is like what scares me the most and of course because they are not they are taking this for granted they don't know how hard it is to be free like literally i crossed the middle of gobi desert to be free but the thing is what i did was nothing so many people fought harder than me and they didn't make it i was born in north korea in the end of 1993 and escaped when I was 13 years old and then went to China, then Mongolia, then South Korea and I came to America so it was a long journey to be free. When I was going to school in North Korea like they were even in the math problems they would say you know there are four American bastards you kill two of them then how many American bastards left to care then as like seven years old you say two like American bastards there was one word for North Koreans. We were not allowed to call Americans as like Americans. So I went to Columbia University in 2016. I transferred from South Korean University. Uh, I still remember at the at the orientation. Uh, I loved 
books. When I was in North Korea, history was forgotten. They don't tell us Big Bang or even the Jesus Christ or whatever the theory says how we came about as a humanity is not taught. So when I was at school, though, you know, I was excited about like learning about history and you know how the people thought back then. And one of the person at the organization was asking, "Who is like loves Jane Austen and and who reads this classical books?" And I was like, "I love those books. I just like thought it was a good thing, right?" And then she was like, "Did you know that those writers who had a colonial mindset, who were racist and bigots, wrote their books? So they are uh, subconsciously brainwashing you." Biden administrations. Ask Americans to report on potentially radicalized friends and family. What makes up the definition of radicalized is anti-government opinions of the Biden administration. Is that a North Korean policy or an American policy? Is that a Soviet Union policy or an American policy? People that recognize what this is, what recognize what the undermining of our history and our school system, our freedoms and our rights are the people who came here for them. Not the spoiled little brats who want something for nothing. But I guess when the benefits equal 100000 a year, at least it's a little something. Joseph on the south side. Hello? Hi, Joseph. Oh, hello. I just wanted to mention to you, you were reading against Marxist tendencies of a lot of our government leaders. I think that this vaccine is one of them. It's a means by which to create a passport. And whether some politicians say they don't want it and uh, DeSantis is doing okay in Florida and in Texas, <clears throat> yeah. you know, they, they want to control us like uh, like they do in China. This is something that this girl from North, Cor- this Co- North Korean defector, Yanmin Park, this is something that she recognizes. This is something that you recognize and I recognize. But the question will be, Will the Democrat voter recognize it, or will it be too late? I think it's already too late when we can have an American president recommend that people who speak against the government are considered radicalized and should be turned in by their friends and family, and that Homeland Security has designated the greatest threat to America are people who speak against the Biden administration. I think it's too late. Fastest two hours. I can't believe this. I could go another two hours. You know what? I am. In 22 hours, I'm going to go another two hours. We'll see you in 22 hours. Believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.